Hello, and welcome to the Victorious Living Christian Counseling Podcast, where Victorious Living is not only a dream, but a real possibility through Jesus Christ. My name is Crystal Ridlin, and I am a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Indiana, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas. Today's topic is going to be on marriage, couples counseling, um, and the reason I've chosen this topic is because this year, this week, um, this year, my husband and I have celebrated our 22nd anniversary. We have been married for a very long time, and um, I have learned so many things from the experience of being married to my high school sweetheart, as well as I know a few things from the work that I do. I I work with a lot of couples um, who are in crisis or just need better communication skills. And so therefore, I thought I would um, celebrate our 22nd anniversary by um, bringing forward um, some things that I've learned from being married and working with couples. So the first thing I want to share is just a little bit about what I've learned from being married to my best friend. Um, and I'm going to start off with a quote from one of my favorite books called The Noticer by Andy Andrews. And in the book, he's referring to Jones, who is the noticer who goes around and helps different people who are struggling with perspective. And one of the things he's um, he mentions to a couple in the book that he has heard that they're having marriage problems. To the shock of the couple, because they didn't know anybody knew about their marriage problems, they said, how did you know that you had marriage problems? And Jones, the noticer from this book, the main character of the book, said, if you're married, you have marital problems. It comes with being married. And so um, that's the first thing I want to state because I love that um, quote and I use it a lot in my couples counseling is to help people realize that being married to, you're married to another imperfect human and you have to try to make these things work together. And that oftentimes conflicts against each other and I have yet to meet a single couple who have never had any issues. I've heard some people say we never argue and that's usually because they never talk or communicate in any way and so um, that's the first thing I want to say is that if you're married there's no perfect marriage. It's just not something that happens. Um, marriage grows with time. Um, it should grow with time. There's there's several things that can happen in a marriage as people get married and then when they start to begin to experience conflict they have two choices. You can either ignore the conflict and continue living the way that you're living and hope that it's going to get better and that time will heal all wounds or you can actually do something about it. You can go to Christian counseling. You can talk to your pastors. You can find other couples who have been married for a long time and 
and just try to get an idea of what worked for them. So there are several options. One thing I always tell my clients is we're all, we're, we are always either moving towards healing or we're moving away from healing, but we never stay the same. One of Satan's greatest lies is that we don't have to do anything about this. It'll get better with time or eh, it's not so bad. It's, it's not going to get worse. It's going to stay the same. Eh, that is a lie from the enemy. We are either getting better and working towards change and working towards bettering ourselves, our marriage, our families, or we're actually getting worse. We are moving away from healing. So through Christ, the, the goal is to move towards healing um, because we're not, we're not going to stay the same. It will always get worse. That is the nature of life. Things that, I mean, I was just thinking about my weeds and my, we have like a nice little landscaping job that was done in our house when we moved in. And every time I go outside, I see more and more weeds. And that's what happens. If I don't, if our family members, we don't work together to, to keep the weeds at bay, the weeds will overcome and become a bigger and bigger problem. Um, and that's a great analogy for the marriage. As a lot of times people come to me, usually they don't come to me when they're just having minor conflicts. They usually wait until they're almost divorced or they're in some kind of huge crisis. Um, somebody's about to leave. Um, and that makes me sad every time because, yes, I have seen God do miraculous things and heal marriages. But sadly, when you're at that point, it it takes a lot to help people in those places. Again, the analogy of weeds is that, yes, my I could let my weed gardens become overwhelming for years and years, and they will grow up, and they will be a really huge ordeal, a big bear to try to clean up, if you will. But it's not impossible right? It just means it's going to take more effort. So if you have been married for a short time and you're starting to recognize like, hey, we have some communication issues. We're having conflicts. Um, we're going to bed without talking to each other more often. Um, whatever that conflict is, I want you to listen to this message and be wise and be smart and take care of those weeds that are growing up in your marriage early before they get out of control. So marriage is one of God's most profound mysteries. And this is one of the biggest things that I have learned in my marriage. Is that he takes two individual people and through the beautiful and sometimes painful process of marriage, he creates a beautiful union. That is the goal that God has in store for marriages. It's wonderful. In Matthew 19, 4 through 6, it says, Haven't you read, he replied, that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. I love that verse because I feel like this verse just gives this 
um, summary of God's overall goal for for marriage. And so um, one of the things that I would like to talk about is when people come to me, one of the terms that I will use often in marriage counseling is the word safe haven. Our goal in couples counseling, our goal for our marriages should be to have the family, the marriage be a safe haven. Our husband, our wife should be the place that we want to go when things are overwhelming, when we're scared, when we are fired from a job, when our friends hurt our feelings, when we are disappointed by the world. We need to have a place to come home to. The problem is that our marriage becomes the most unsafe place when we're not dealing with those weeds. Our marriage becomes the very opposite of a safe haven to the point that we run from them. We're miserable in our marriages. And that breaks the heart of God because that is not the recipe for creating one flesh. Many people will say that um, what makes one flesh is the act of um, in intercourse, intimacy. That's what makes one course or one one union, one flesh. And in a sense, that's true. But to become one person together, to become one union, it requires so much more than that. It requires a overall emotional um, connection. And that can't happen right away. It takes years. I always find it amazing when I talk to people who've been married for 50 years. I've been married for 22. And to me, my husband is still a mystery in many ways. I know him better than anybody else in the world. And he knows me better than anybody else in the world. But we still find each other quite the mystery. And so therefore, another word that I use in couples counseling all the time is that we need to study our partner. We need to know them. We need to know their heart. We need to know what triggers them. We need to know what upsets them, what makes them feel special. Our spouse should be, our like we should be, be learning from our spouse. We need to be studying them and asking God to show us their heart because there's a lot of miscommunication and Satan uses it in the worst way. And so that's another thing. It's like we need to be students of our spouses to continue the process of growing and building that safe haven. And so if you don't think that your marriage is a safe haven, it doesn't, my marriage is a safe haven. But yes, there are some days where we get in an argument or, you know, we get on each other's nerves. That is normal to have moments like that, to even have days like that occasionally. But it shouldn't be an overarching theme. It should be predominantly that the marriage is a safe place, a place of connection, a place that you feel you can be yourself. One of the saddest things I hear in couples counseling is that people talk about feeling like they're walking on glass in their own home, 
that they just are always feeling like they're walking on eggshells and and that it's something's always about to shatter and there's no safety or security that it's just always uncomfortable and edgy and never know when an eruption is going to blow up and so um hopefully today i can offer some suggestions um just some brief suggestions we're just in a podcast so i don't have a lot of time to explain all the details of how to get your marriage to a place where it doesn't feel like you're walking on eggshells um and it's not painful um that predominantly there's joy and there's happiness and there's security and there's stability in your marriage so another thing that i learned in my 22 years of marriage is that i married a godly boy and i watched him grow into a godly man and he married a godly girl and he's watched me grow into a godly woman and god has used us to help each other grow one of the things i hear from people all the time is that oh i married a christian man why can't he you know understand my needs or why is he not more christ-like or why is he and i always explain this concept because i i believe that we send out this false message when people get married that oh you're marrying a christian man so he's gonna have it all figured out Er, not true the fact is that when we enter into marriage covenant we are coming in with very little knowledge or understanding of how to make a marriage work and we need Jesus every day every minute to build that marriage to become a safe haven it's not something that's just innately in us we have the Holy Spirit but we need to read God's Word we need to seek biblical wisdom we need to have deep enriching conversations and we need to seek help when we need to seek help. When we're not able to get there on our own and, and we're having a lot of arguments and feel like they're getting nowhere, we need to reach out and we need to get some Christian, Bible-based Christian counseling, professional counseling. Um, so I married a Christian boy and watched him become a man. And let me explain what that means. I remember my husband and I were 21 and 22 when we got married and I remember just thinking to myself like wow like I didn't think my Christian husband was ever going to get angry but the fact is my Christian husband was human and he does get angry sometimes and so do I and so we've actually had to like as we have worked on our marriage, we've grown in our faith in God. One of the things that I like is, um, and many of you have probably heard of it, and if you haven't, that's, you know, I'll teach you something new. As if you think about a triangle, and God's at the top, and your, your husband, and the husband and the wife are at the bottom. Or if you're just in a, if you're in a relationship, a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, the same thing. God's at the top boyfriend and girlfriend at the bottom we know that it's more that it's God's will when we actually get to know God more and it brings us closer 
that's one of the things I tell people who are single that if if you don't feel like your your relationship is bringing you closer to God, it's actually making you feel farther away from God, then that's your big red flag that there's an issue going on. Our relationship should actually be one that brings us closer to God and closer to each other. That's the beauty of God's plan for marriage. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about um, is that I think that we have a lot of days where I'm we have more good days now in our marriage than we have bad. We every once in a while we'll have a, a rough day, but we're learning to talk it through faster. And one of the things that has helped us get to that point is this. We're learning to invite God into the process. And let me explain what that means. Um one time my husband and I were having an argument over whether he should go on a trip, on a mission trip to Mongolia. This was going to be um, a busy summer where he was probably going to end up being gone a, a month to a month and a half out of two or three months. And that felt like a lot to me. So, um, And those other trips were for work. So I was concerned about him leaving for yet another trip, not about him going to Mongolia. Um, and so we had this like pretty big argument over the phone while I was wor- working and I was actually walking um, during a break. And I finally said to him, you know what, if God wants you to go to Mongolia, I want you to go to Mongolia. But if God doesn't want you in Mongolia then I don't want you in Mongolia either. So let's take a break and let's both just pray about this and ask God to give us wisdom about what God's plan is because that's what matters, right? And so as we begin incorporating and inviting God more into the process when we're in conflict, it actually helps to bring that down. So often the Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So when you're in an argument with your spouse, both of you want to be right. The other person does not want to be wrong. So what that means is that we argue out of the flesh and not out of the spirit with a capital S, the Holy Spirit in us. And so I'm learning when my husband's upset or I'm upset, instead of moving into that place of, We go into this all or none thinking, which is another psychology term. All or none thinking. They never do this for me. They always do these bad things, right? It's, um, they're just all good now or they're all bad. That is another psychology term called splitting. So we move them into these categories. So all or none thinking and splitting are both very bad for the marriage. You always do this to me. You never do this to me. All or none thinking. Splitting, all of a sudden, they hurt your feelings, and then your wonderful husband goes into, he's such a jerk, he doesn't do anything for me, he's so selfish. Those are two of Satan's greatest tools, and our ability to recognize them and shut them down quickly is one of the big keys 
to overcoming difficulty in your marriage, to being able to work through conflict in a healthy way. So um, that's a, a few things I wanted to talk about. So remember, the goal is to have a safe haven. That is the ultimate goal in our marriage. And that's where we feel s- stable, secure, loved, and accepted in our marriage. That for the most part, our marriage is a place of security, which is a wonderful place for children to grow up, right? That's God's plan. Um, but so often, life happens and you bring your brokenness into your marriage. I came from chaos, absolute dysfunctional chaos. My husband came from, he was an only child and it was very quiet and um, they liked to read a lot and he grew up in a Christian home. So we had very little understanding of each other's upbringings. And so that's one thing that Satan will use early on to begin creating problems in the marriage so that's important for you to heal individually from your trauma and also to talk to a counselor or somebody and have an awareness of how your past are impacting your present relationship with your husband and even those other people around you that you your friends and your in-laws Um, And so that's one of the big things I wanted to talk about today. So there are some like common things that many couples argue about. Okay, so I'm going to go through just a few of them. One is money. Money is a huge one. Um, What did you spend this money on? and, And why did you buy these things? And it becomes this thing where, you know, it could be one or both people that are kind of being the parent over the money. Um, and that's not good either. The two need to make it together, a, a, a financial plan, and um, get a budget together. Intimacy. This one surprised me when I got married. Um, but intimacy is one of the big things that people argue about. And so that's another thing that's important to talk to a counselor about because they have as professional counselors, we have training in how to help people who are having intimate issues uh, in their lives. Friends, they argue about they don't like their their spouse's friends. Um, the division of household labor chores. This is huge. This is probably now one of the biggest things I find disagreement on in our home is that I am more detailed about many things and how it gets clean. And if it's not done like that, I can get a little bit perturbed and upset. And so having conversations about what I need and how I feel when certain things are done a certain way or not done at all. Um, Parenting differences is huge. This is like, again, Usually this is going to link back up to the way you were raised. First, whether you were grew up in a controlling home or a um, very laissez-faire, very like laid-back home, it's going to impact how you parent. And usually your spouse has a whole different uh, understanding of that. And so that's important too to talk to a professional about that because there is healing and the ability to move closer together and and parents listen to me 
It is so important that you're on the same page, that you have unity in the way that you're parenting your children, because otherwise, there's not going to be that safe haven, that place of security. There's also not going to be um, an understanding of that the kids will not have an understanding of how they can't play you off of each other. And kids love to play the parents off of each other. And so if we don't, if we're not in unity and having conversations and being on the same page about the way we're raising our children, the kids will notice it and they will actually use it um, in a negative way to get what they want. It's just something that kids do. Another thing that is a huge thing that people argue about is communication. That people communicate in a different way than the other spouse communicates. Um, I usually refer to this as there's a pursuer and a withdrawer. There's one person who wants to, to work it out that night and not go to sleep until, you know, morning. And then there's another person who has the opposite view of, you know, they they do more like ignore it and they don't want to deal with it or they want to deal with it at a different time. So there's these communication things that show up. And so these are just some of the common issues that occur in the marriage. Um, so that was that's just a little bit of what I wanted to talk to you about couples and couples counseling and marriage. And um, if you have a wonderful marriage, I am so, so thankful for that. Like it is such a blessing. If your marriage is in a place where you're finding more tension and more stress, my prayer is that the message you will hear from this is that your marriage has the potential to be wholesome and healing and God-fearing um, and that it is time if you're in that place where you're feeling that marriage is stressful to reach out and find a good Christian counselor. Somebody who can help you to like to get these things under control and to help you to learn how to communicate together. Don't let those weeds grow and grow and grow and grow. Um, get help right away. Um, talk to somebody. Um, the other thing is if you're if you're single um, and you're thinking about getting married or you're engaged or you're dating somebody, is I hope that this helps you to have a clear understanding of what a relationship should be. And therefore, when you do get married, knowing that when those weeds start to come up, and they will, every marriage has weeds, that when they start to get where you, they're not manageable, that you will realize, like, let's not, let's learn from those who've gone before, let their weeds grow way out of control, and let's get some help in figuring out how to manage these issues that are going on. And so I am really thankful for my husband and um, the fact that he is, he loves God, he loves me, he loves our kids, and he is committed to being the best, to being a godly man, and being married, and raising his family according to the scriptures, and I'm the same way with him, and so this is like a little bit of a um, anniversary present to my husband talking about marriage today on my podcast and 
um, just to let you know that the work that you do in your marriage to make it better and to make it more godly, there is, it's all worth it. It's hard because you're having to deal with a lot of stuff and having a lot of tough conversations and possibly even having to look back into your childhood to figure out where some things came from to make some changes. But trust me, friends, it is so worth it. Victorious living is not only a dream, but a real possibility through Jesus Christ. And that motto plays and um, is for marriages as well. The more we we sur- submit our marriages to God and we make a determination that we are going to fight for our marriage, that we are going to continue praying and growing together in our faith and getting help when we need help, um, you won't regret it. So I hope that this was a blessing to you. And um, I have been getting more feedback on my um on my podcast, just different like um, comments and people subscribing and rating my podcast. And I am so thankful for those of you who have taken time to do that. And if you haven't, I would encourage you to do so because when people see that there is positive um, information or good reviews out there about a podcast, they're way more likely to check it out. And my hope is that people will be able to find hope in Christ through this podcast. That is the passion that is fueling um, the podcast that God puts on my heart. So thank you so much for those of you who are following faithfully. Um, I am so thankful for you. And I pray and hope that this podcast is blessing you and that it is helping you with your your individual life and your marriage as you grow and walk with the Lord. Blessings. Bye.